I thought it might be a good idea to get us all up to speed on what's happened this weekend. Because some of us have been in and out in certain ways, in certain pockets, and, and I feel like I just want for us all to know, what have we been up to in this retreat weekend? Okay. So firstly, on Friday, we gathered here and we made goofy chef's hats. It happened. It totally happened. I think I saw mine actually in the back somewhere over there. I feel quite proud of it. It was about three minutes of work, and I loved it. Some of you were, to be honest, prolific. Um, you did some things that I was like, you, this is really like an outlet, right? I just, I was impressed. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We played games. We ate barbecue, we ate fried chicken, excuse me. Um, on Saturday, we met at First Pres Hayward, and we entered into the story of the building of the tabernacle, Exodus 35 and 36, where we got to be uh, kind of in this story together um, as the people of God are in this sort of identity-making moment, as they're being called to be a people, learning how to be a people. The first thing they're told is rest or else. Then they're given instructions on how to build a lot of different things, including, as we noted, the tent pegs. The tent pegs. Even the tent pegs. There was the tent and the golden bars and some lamp stands and also the tent pegs. How many of us have been camping and have been uh, betrayed by broken tent pegs? Somebody say amen. amen. Come on. Come on. And then um, we entered into that as a way of being able to um, kind of take our own place and figure out what the work might be for each of us. And so then we had three conversations. We divided up into three conversations talking about our church's spiritual formation, talking about our church's community life, how we connect with each other, and talking about matters of stewardship how we are, how we want to be faithful and responsible with uh, the things that God has given us, in particular, some money that God has given us. We had some great conversations. I hope we saved the papers from those. I hope. I truly hope. Great. They are, they are, they are, they are, huh? Yes. Thank you, Steph. Steph made sure. So um, we're going to um, I was telling someone, I'm going to need about a, a month to, like, read these <laughs> and digest them. And perhaps if others are interested, we'll find ways uh, for us all to be able to access those uh, so you can see what happened in the conversations that were there. Um, after some free time, we got back together and we entered into uh, the Passover meal that Jesus shared with the disciples and apostles. We entered into that through bibliodrama. We entered into that through communion. And we entered into that with our bare hands in the name of Jesus, where for the first time, at least for me in a long time, I just grabbed some rice with my hands and I ate it. I will say also, um, I'm not going to call anybody out. But some of, what, some of us at, at our section noted that some of us were pros at this. Some of us, like, like I, around me was like a mess. 
a pure mess. But around some of you was like pure neatness. It was as if you had known how to do this with your hands like your whole life, like it's ancestral, instinctual. The gathering was perfect. There was not like a single grain of rice in your area. We saw you. That was not me, <laughs> but we saw you. <laughs> um, and now here we are together, gathered on this hybrid Sunday. And as, um, as we were thinking about this retreat, and as we're thinking about ways for us to continue to reflect on who we are, what God has been up to, and who we're becoming, uh, one thing that felt interesting to potentially return to is this picture up here. That thing. Now, I will say that um, one of the things that felt important uh, to Erina and I, as we first came to Bethel Community, was for us to have something of a visual identity. And the reason is that it serves kind of, sometimes, can serve as a bit of a shorthand. Um, it can serve as a bit of a way of kind of not just verbally talking about who we are, but kind of a marker of who we are. Um, this was uh, sort of commissioned um, for us, and I remember when we, when I first saw it, and I felt, I felt things. <laughs> I felt a lot of things. Um, I will talk about what I felt later, but I, what I want to do is I want to read for us a parable, because we are in this series right now um, on our Sundays where we're looking at parables. And I just want to read a parable to you about a tree. Can I read to you a parable about a tree? I don't have it actually in front of us, um, but don't worry. It is um, two verse, three verses. So I'm going to read it a couple times. And as I read this parable about a tree, and you look at this thing, that kind of looks like a tree. I want to know what you observe. I want to know how you feel. What stands out to you? Jesus also said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. I'll read it again. By the way, I'm in the book of Mark, chapter 4, verse 30. Jesus also said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown upon the ground, 
is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. Pastor Erina, do you still have your Zoom live? Wonderful. I would love for us to share, if we are able, some of the things that we observe about this. What do you see? What does it make you feel? Or, even better, not even better, just as good. I hear the voice of my children. You don't have to compare. which is a thing we tell them all the time. Just as good, what questions arise in you? Eric, would you mind being our microphone monitor again? Thank you. What do you observe? Check, check. Okay. It is on. Um, I have two questions. One is, why are there stairs to the door? And then the other is, are the things in the branches birds? Or I had never imagined they would be birds until this passage, but are they birds or are they leaves or are they people? I just want to know what the things in the, in the tree are. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why are there stairs? And what's in the branches? So, I'm Janelle, and um, when we first was sort of, when this came up, that we were looking and observing it, I noticed that we sort of, I noticed that the dots were like people and they're different shades of color. And I think we had two, um, one of them didn't have the door and what, and this one has the door and it's like, it's such a great representation that our door is always open for everyone. Yeah. The dots are different shades. The door is open. Where else? Oh, hello. I noticed that the, at first I thought it was all connected, but there are breaks in the branches. Mm -hmm. But I noticed that they're all moving the same direction. Mm. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, it's both a question and an observation. Yeah. Um, when I first encountered it, the logo, um, it, it immediately was people, people with their arms open and people standing on each other's shoulders, so both supporting each other and remaining open um, to others. And then a reflection I have, which is something I brought up um, 
with someone in conversation yesterday is the idea of these raised platforms. And so the connections I'm making, right, the questions that are coming up for me right now are in regards to the raised platforms we have in the actual space that puts others above others. Mm -hmm. Ours is low compared to like when we were in First Press yesterday, theirs was like really intense. Mm -hmm. And uh, my question then was, I wonder how much longer um, the architecture of new churches will continue to contain those raised spaces versus having everybody on the ground. And so then the questions that don't have real words for me are in whether or not those things are related and whether or not there needs to be stairs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a way that our kind of area in the front is accessed by two steps, I think. Yes, two. And then at First Press Hayward, it was like, I don't know, six or seven? And it was tall, and there used to be a pulpit that was like also accessible by more steps. So I'm, some of you have been to churches like this where, you know, once you get to the where the preacher preaches, they step up on the thing and they're even higher. It's fascinating. So until now, I, <clears throat> excuse me, have honestly not paid that much attention to the logo. So this is really nice. Um, it to me looks a little bit like a menorah and oh. Bethel being house of God just I don't know, those two things came together when I saw it. To affirm, or at least to link to that, um, Spike on, on Zoom says, uh, they look like lights in the tree. They look like lights. A couple things on Zoom. Um, Kalia notes, I decided the dots on the trees were the people of different colors, which I'm realizing means also that we are the fruit. going to pause. Hmm. Just going to have to sit with that one. Okay. 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 Um, and then Benson notes uh, the tree branches look like people's arms. Um, and then kind of um, Spike also notes the stairs uh, indicating a raised door that might be protection from flooding, which I thought was interesting also. Um, we got, yeah, here and here, please. Um, oh, with the, the observation that people are making that the, the dots are people and raised hands, I think it's really pretty. I also really like the gradient of colors aesthetically um, and its implications, but I think also the lighter colors being on top, the darker colors being on the bottom almost implies some kind of hierarchy mm -hmm. if, if we're moving forward with that imagery that I think we may not want to imply. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is true. That did happen, didn't it? Yeah. So um, with people's comments about the dots being people, and um, I see the real integration of nature and people there, that it's all one. It becomes one as a living environment but it's supported by the tree and we can only, you know, continue to live together 
in an integrated way. Hmm. The tree and the people sort of not just coexisting, but kind of supporting each other um, in the way that all the community of creation is potentially meant to do. Interesting. I'm immediately drawn to the door and I really just want to go inside there because it looks really warm mm -hmm. and inviting. And I have a feeling there's like a lot of wonderful people in there with good food. Yeah, yeah. that's right, that's right. And good lighting, that's which right. I'm all about. And it's a well-lit space. Candles and twinkly lights. Yes, I love that. I, um, I'm reminded of the story of Jacob falling asleep and seeing the stairs and like, you know, like angels going up and down. Um, and so that makes me think that the door is not only for going in, but for things to come through to us. So. Yeah. Yeah. Which is wild because I believe that after all that happens, Jacob looks around and names that spot. And lo and behold, he names it Bethel. Um, I was thinking that I need to turn the mic down because I can, no? No, you're there. good. Um, that the dots could also represent services, outreach to the community, all the different programs that Bethel could come about. Things that people have access to um, because of this tree, yeah. Um, also on the door, just the way it is, it's an invitation. It feels like this invitation. And so then there's this wondering question, an invitation to what? And there's the warm light, it's, but you're left with an invitation. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? The door is not completely open. And I thought to myself, if I saw a completely open door, that wasn't a space that I initially intended to be, I would think, oh, they left their door open. If I saw a partially open door, I'd be like, oh, what's inside? Hmm. Right, like it's a different, like I have a different orientation to like a fully open door and a partially open door that, as, that I was noting as, as you mentioned that, Tom. <laughs> also depends on if you're in a neighborhood you like or if you're in a horror movie, I'm just saying, you know. I'll read a couple things on, on Zoom. Um, I think Spike notes, uh, the blend of a natural object and the tree combined with human-made stairs is like the blend of God working in us and us being able to work also, right? So there's God's work in that there's a tree, and then there's our work in that there's a way to access it. Yeah, go ahead. So, uh, I always look for hidden messages yes. in logos, and I see I see letters. And when I see, and this is just me being crazy, but I see a, I, I, I think we question a lot a lot of our history and a lot of our past and things and experiences that we've had. And I see the letters W, H, and Y. And I see a lot of that hidden in there because we are always asking the question of why. The W is very apparent. You gotta twist your head a little for the H. 
The why is definitely there. But we ask the question why a lot, and for me, that's kind of what I see. So this is, no, 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 that's, don't, don't be impressed. I'm just, <laughs> my brain is crazy. So sometimes I see these things, but you can, you can hide those messages in there. So that's, that's what I see. I'm, I'm amazed. Fran, please. Uh, just about the door, there is definitely something sketch about a completely yes. wide open door. That's right. That's right. I'm, I'm just saying. Um, yeah, and then half, half open is like, yeah, there might be something for me. Uh, but this is, uh, it could be because I spend too much time on Zillow. <laughs> but those dots look like homes on a grid. That's right. Um, and it looks like a community from an aerial overview. Any other observations folks want to make? Then I'll do some summarizing. We got here and here. Sorry, just one more short reflection on the stairs and thinking, of reflecting on accessibility. And if there's a way to, to um, communicate a similar message because stairs are not accessible to everyone. And so just a question that popped up for me about that. I not only see a tree, but I also see, it, it also reminds me of a beehive um, and us being pollinators making honey together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I like the, that the door is open to go in, but it's also open to go out. That's right. So people are free to leave if they want. That's right. We're not a cult. That's right. <laughs> That's right. In the mighty name of the historical like Jesus, like we are not a cult. Like Let it be so. Spike on Zoom says, hashtag cult free zone. <laughs> Um, we are, we are asking questions about kind of, kind of what the, what the shape of things in this, in this object, what does it den connote? Um, there's, you know, there's the beehive thing, which, uh, it's funny enough, like in most sort of hives, there's only one entrance and exit. Right, because it's meant to be this protective space, right? And so, and there's this really incredible thing inside. Um, I happen to, uh, among all the strange things I like to find on YouTube, I like to watch beekeepers go to urban places and deal with, with like hives in random places, like in freeway underpasses and stuff. And it's incredible, A, how much they're not afraid of them, uh, but B, just like how much the when they cut it and they're trying to be very gentle, the oozing, just it's just so inviting, it's incredible, right? And so the the dots kind of, and the and the image kind of representing this thing in which an incredible thing is being made, but it's not closed. In our image, it's open, 
and there's a way that, that what's inside is accessible. And then there's a way that people see people, right? There's a way that the image connotes people. And there's also a way the image kind of gestures toward a tree. And, you know, we wondered if it's, you know, people with heads, trees with fruit, a tree with lights. Um, what is happening in this image? We're asking questions about the stairs. What, do, what, what does that do to this image? What do the stairs do? Um, on one hand, they indicate a way. On another hand, they indicate that perhaps not everyone is accessible, uh, can have access to the seemingly inviting open door. <laughs> um, we're noting the way that in, in so much as we're seeing people, but also trees and maybe a beehive, we're seeing an integrated community, a community kind of of nature, a community of humans and non-humans interacting together. We're seeing a door that's open. As folks saw people, they saw people of different shades, but also noted that the gradients are lighter on top and a little bit darker on bottom. Karen notes that as the door is open, it seems inviting because it's well lit inside. Perhaps there's music and food and people having fun. I think the, the, the reason that I felt floored when I first saw, when we first got this back on the, on the commission was because I just couldn't stop thinking about all the things this could be. Now, we had an extensive conversation with the artists making this. We talked about, you know, and this was, this was four years ago. You know, this was just when the legacy folks were here. Almost none of you were in the room when we made this logo. <laughs> and so every time I take like five minutes to look at it, I am amazed because I see what y'all see in our community happening right now. I see the ways that we are creating space literally for pollinators. There's like a space for pollinators right over there, and they like it, let me tell you. They like it, give them space, but they like it. I see the ways uh, that folks are experiencing the door being open and thus being one where people can enter and leave. It's amazing. I see the ways that even as a community, we, are, we have struggled um, in an active conversation around accessibility. We've had those conversations. We're still having those conversations. I see the ways that folks, even going back to Manny's observation, how uh, the stairs indicate a way up and down. They indicate a way where you know, angels are going up and down. There is a conversation happening for us, um, between us together and God, trying to figure out who are you? Perhaps even why? Why? 
And then we see the people with open hands. I even saw some folks taking a picture at a boba shop that kind of looked like this yesterday. Some of you know what I'm talking about. There were hands being put up. I even saw in some of our bibliodrama play some people supporting each other as they were trying to figure out what is God. <laughs> the sense of support, yes, but also vulnerability. Sometimes as we come and try to discern what it means to live this life together with God, it's a vulnerable task. There's a lot of questions. And then once you venture into a question, there's like six more questions. Along with some tension. Why does it say that? Why did they do that? More questions. Jesus also said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. I wonder if the seed knew it would become a home. I wonder if the bird knew, maybe I shouldn't eat that seed. And as I read this parable, the thing that I see is the space to be. That this tiny thing becomes a space to be. That birds see it as a space to be. Um, one time I, you know, we, we, talk, we talk about this parable uh, in, in some other faith communities that I'm in. And, and I, I decided that I was going to give some folks uh, some mustard seeds. Um, and so I gave some folks some mustard seeds and I was walking along a street um, and there was this apartment building uh, that I didn't like because I, you know, I knew some people that lived in it and the management was terrible. So I was like, well, I'm going to plant my mustard seeds here. <laughs> so I did. I had like four mustard seeds. I put them in the ground. The parable is no lie. It got a bit invasive. <laughs> and I actually remember that somebody who lived there came to me and was like, oh, yeah, the management really is, like, upset about what's happening in the front here because there's, like, these things that they don't remember planting. And all of a sudden, they're, like, taking over. And I, they're, like, really confused and upset. And they had to hire a landscaper to fix it. And I just was so tickled. I loved it. I did love a little bit that I was bothering a landlord that was being derelict in their responsibilities. But I also just imagined what it would be like 
to be that small but have such an impact. I imagine what it would be like to know that your, your, your destiny and your future was to be sort of an inviting, welcoming space. And so friends, as we kind of wrap up our time in this retreat and we continue in our exploration of parables and we explore um, kind of a little bit of what it means for us to be church moving forward, um, I just am encouraged. I am encouraged because quite literally I can remember four years ago when this room was filled with sometimes eight people seven people, six people. And we continue to be the people of God together. It was great. We did not imagine that we would be this, just to be perfectly honest. I don't think anyone imagined. However, some people did have faith. They had faith. Jonelle had faith. And Ken had faith. Ken would not want, you to, want, want me to tell you that he had hope because Ken hates hope. <laughs> he preached an entire sermon about it. I am not kidding. <laughs> but Ken had faith. And Nikki had faith. And here we are. And I just want to encourage us that we are in the midst of this thing that is growing. It's growing organically. There are things growing from the ground. <laughs> There's a way that our um, courage to engage with God is growing. There's a way that we are venturing into courage as we connect with each other. There's a way that we are taking risks to be generous together. I'm going to pray for us.